What does it mean to connect to your future at Lake Michigan College? They connect you to your future opportunities. They partner with local industries and employers, ensuring their programs align to the needs of the community's workforce. Lake Michigan College can help you get to the future you want. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg. State Representative Pauline Wenzel is slamming House Committee passage of legislation that would give the Michigan Public Service Commission the ultimate authority to approve large wind and solar energy projects in Michigan. Wenzel tells us this would enable the state to approve massive projects without any local say. So it takes away local control and zoning and gives it to the state, gives it to unelected bureaucrats, which to me sounds pretty bad. Wenzel said the House Energy Communications and Technology Committee heard plenty of testimony from those opposed to the change, but they went forward anyway. My biggest concern with these is this goes against the will of the people. Time and time again, these have come up and been voted on and all around the state, including in our area, and they have failed. And not failed by a little, failed by a lot. Wenzel says Democrats are pushing the change through due to pressure from Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Wenzel says it's part of a plan to mandate renewable energy use in Michigan at a fast pace, which she believes would be costly and make the grid less reliable. Meanwhile, State Representative Joey Andrews says the committee vote only applies to the largest of wind and solar projects. As vice chairperson of the House Energy Communication and Technology Committee, Andrews says the MPSC would only have authority when developments are planned for 50 megawatts or more. These projects are often multi-jurisdictional and thousands of acres in size, and there's been issues with the permitting process as it currently exists with getting these projects cited. While some local governments have expressed opposition to a loss of local control over the approvals, Andrews says they have no reason for concern. This is only on extremely large projects. Um, I would say, at least in the 38th district, there's virtually no locations where you could site a project of this size. I do think that it would do everybody a lot of good to look up just how large 100 megawatts is. Andrew says a project like that would take up about 6,000 acres. He tells us there's also an amendment in the legislation that would require a property owner's approval for the development to be on their land. Andrews expects a House floor vote on the plan sometime soon. There were no drownings off the beaches of South Haven in 2023. South Haven City Manager Kate Hozier presented a beach safety report to the City Council this week. She said with the city hiring six beach enforcement attendants in 2023, much was done to keep the beaches safe. The attendants were kept busy. The beach enforcement attendants were responsible for monitoring the lake conditions, changing the flags, sending out the NICS alerts, updating the website, and new this year we had them enforce applicable provisions of the South Haven Code of Ordinances. Osier says the South Haven Police Department would ticket people when they wouldn't listen to beach attendants. Most common offenses were pier jumping and walking out on the pier when it was closed. Osier says the attendants worked with Shays on emergency situations. The beach enforcement attendants responded to and assisted Shays with 25 beach incidents. We had 20 at South Beach. We had five at North Beach. We had one swimmer in distress on North Beach, and Shays did respond. We had two false alarms for swimmers in distress. We had many, many medical calls. Hosier noted the Rotary this year gave a $13,000 grant to the city for beach safety. It was used to install life ring cabinets and AEDs near the beach. She called it a successful season. Congressman Bill Heisinger is relieved to have his son home from Israel after the October 7 attack there. Heisinger's son, Adrian, was studying for a master's degree in Israel when the attack occurred. Speaking on Fox News Wednesday, Heisinger said he had visited his son's school and was comfortable with its location, but reached out to Florida Congressman Corey Mills to see if something could be done to bring Adrian home. 
Mills was in Israel working to bring 95 other Americans home. When I talked to Corey, Corey said, Bill, this is going sideways quickly. You need to get him out now. And Corey said, I will get him. I will make sure that he gets out. Adrian said he tried to get help from the State Department to leave Israel, but there were delays of several days. He was contacted by Mills on Friday. He was out of Israel Saturday, and he was home this past Sunday. Rite Aid is closing more than a dozen stores in Michigan after the company filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy this week. The company identified 19 Michigan stores in total that were considered underperforming and will close soon. The store closures are largely happening outside of southwest Michigan. In our region, only one store in Sturgis is currently slated for closure. All other stores are expected to remain open. The company said Rite Aid stores will continue to fill prescriptions and customers will still be able to visit locations or shop online while it goes through its voluntary Chapter 11 process. Michigan Farm Bureau is asking drivers to be mindful of farm vehicles now that the harvest is underway. Bureau Legislative Counsel Andrew Burmish tells us those large ag vehicles are slow, but everyone's got to be courteous and drive carefully around them. As you see farm equipment, slow down. If you're coming up from behind them, you're most likely going to see that yellow triangle, that slow-moving vehicle sign. That indicates to drivers that these vehicles travel lower than normal. So if you see farm equipment, slow down. Michigan crashes involving farm equipment rose from 195 in 2021 to 214 in 2022, a nearly 10% increase. Four of the crashes last year were fatal, with 60 injuries reported across the state. Birmish says most crashes involving farm vehicles occur while the vehicle is turning, so if you're going to pass one, pay close attention to whether it is turning. The Michigan Farm Bureau asks drivers to keep an eye out for anything that has an orange triangle on the back, which means it's a slow-moving vehicle. Lake Michigan College Visual and Performing Arts Department is preparing for its fall theatrical production. This year, it's John Proctor is the Villain, directed by Dr. Patrick King, an LMC instructor of theater. According to officials at LMC, they say the play is about a present-day Georgia high school class that reads Arthur Miller's The Crucible as the community wrestles with an outbreak of scandal. Performances will be at 7 o'clock on November 10th, 11th, 17th, and 18th, and at 3 p.m. on November 19th in the LMC Mendel Center Hanson Theater on the Benton Harbor campus. Tickets are on sale now through the Mendel Center box office. And as we're about to enter the holiday season, when more of us will be online shopping, online security is more of a concern than ever. Google cybersecurity expert Grace Hoyt says if something looks too good to be true this holiday season, it probably is. I really advise folks to be on their toes when they spot something suspicious. So suspicious emails, texts, or phone calls from sources pretending to be your bank or stores that you frequently go to or a friend. It's really best to avoid clicking on a link and instead go directly to the website yourself. So type in that website yourself to the URL. Hoyt says Google blocks 100 million scam attempts every day. She recommends having two-step verification on accounts and a password manager, which you can set up with your Google account. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg.